0: Yesterday, we talked about how God's timing is not our timing, and His plan is not always our plan, but that He acts in our best interest because of what's good for us, and He is so trustworthy. Today, we're going to get into some more details about the timing of this story and why it's important and um, what we can learn from the death and resurrection of Lazarus. Stay tuned. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Hearing Jesus, that's one word, all caps, to get your discount. There are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are going through day three of the study of Martha, which is some devotional content from the She Hears Bible study. If you don't have a copy of that and you would like a copy of it, you can find it on the resources page of my website, shehears.org, or pretty much anywhere uh, books are sold. I always am a proponent of supporting local Christian bookstores, so if you're not going to buy it online from me, I would say go to your local Christian bookstore, but of course you can get it on Amazon and and everywhere else. So today we're picking up, again, we are studying this week John chapter 11, um, verses 1 through 44 is the whole text. I'm not going to read all of it, I'm just going to read a portion of it, and I'm going to start at the beginning of verse 1. It says, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the sisters sent word to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love. Is sick. But when Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he then stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and you were going there again. Jesus answered, "'Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. This he said, and after that he said to them, "'Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, "'but I go so that I may awaken him out of sleep.'" The disciples then said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he was speaking of literal sleep. So Jesus then said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sake that I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Therefore Thomas, who was called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go so that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him, but Mary stayed at the house. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, I will give to you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And I'm, I'm going to stop here. You could continue reading through verse 44 as the rest of our text for, for this week. Um, but what I, want, what I want to hone in on today is something that I think um, in our Western mind, we don't always understand. And it's this idea of four days. And I'm sure you picked that up um, because we've been reading this a couple times this week. But um, when we go through the She Hears Bible study each day, you'll be looking for a different aspect of scripture. And on today's day, um, you would have been looking for the numbers. And so especially on a day that you are looking for numbers, um, you would pick up the number four. There's always, um, usually always, significance when we see numbers in Scripture. And so I encourage you to dig a little bit deeper if you're wondering um, maybe why something has a certain number attached to it. And I'm not saying in a weird way, like numerology, but usually if it's mentioned, there's some significance to it. And um, a good study Bible will help you with that. I have a couple to recommend. Um, The Fire Bible is a good one. Anyway, so four long days that Lazarus has been dead. So by the time Jesus gets back to Bethany, Um, it's been four days. This, we learn this in verse six, and this is right after verse five, where we learn that it says that Jesus loved Martha. And yesterday we talked about the kind of love it was agapo, the kind of love that does what's best for the person. And that was confusing for me. If he loved them, why would he wait? Does that make sense to you? It didn't. It really didn't for me for for years. And so even more so when I considered how close he was. Um, in verse 18, it tells us how far, he way, how far away he was from them when he got the news about Lazarus being ill. If you remember, it says he was about two miles away. If you think about somewhere that's two miles away from your house, think about how long it would take you to walk there. And I guess when I think about it in those terms, I can start to understand why Martha was frustrated and the way that she responded. Like, we live near a a dam, and it's about two miles away. And we walk there all the time. Like, even with our our kids that are young, we'll walk there and walk back. Like, it's it's not a long walk at all. And so if Martha was here and she sent word... And she knows that Jesus could heal him because she's seen him do all these other miracles. She has a relationship with him. She knows who he is. She knows that he can heal him. And she sent word. And she knows that he loves Lazarus. And he's only two miles away, which is at most an hour, a couple hours, two hours maybe. Even if they walk slow, three. Okay, he didn't come for two more days. I can totally understand. Not just her frustration, but her pain. I notice a couple things when Jesus comes back. Martha leaves the house and she goes to meet him. And I don't know if that seems like a big deal to you, but consider what that meant. In the Jewish culture, there was this practice referred to as sitting Shiva. Um, And so this means that the first week after a close relative dies, the family would mourn them sitting on the floor of their house. And other members of the family and the community would bring food and other things to comfort them. And in fact, this is still practiced today in many traditional Jewish homes. So this meant that Martha broke the cultural tradition, perhaps impulsively because we learned on Monday she's impulsive, to go out and meet Jesus and so when I say meet, let's look at that objectively. What does verse 30 say about where she met up with him? He had not yet come into the village. So we aren't exactly sure how far that was, but it's not like he was right outside her front door. She had a minute, and you could almost see her stomping her feet, getting more mad with each footstep. And then once she reached him, we get to the second thing I noticed, which I love about Martha. Martha their relationship was strong enough that she felt like she could complain to him. And this isn't the first time we see this. We saw this characteristically of her um, in the first scene where we see them interacting. And it's not that there wasn't truth in her statement. And I find it actually a remarkable statement of faith when she boldly claims that if he had been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. Because even in her faith, She is confronting Jesus about her circumstances, but she's showing that as a mark of faith because she knows that he could have kept her brother from dying. Have you ever been there? Have you ever ranted to God about like a promise he made or you felt like he didn't come through? And I I have, I so have more than once. And in my self-righteous, indignant indignant moments, um, I always have a hard time with that word. I'm, I'm not proud of it. And I I told you guys, this was a hard chapter for me to write because you could just call me Martha. Um, but I'm being truthful in a way that I hope you I hope it helps you to realize that we're not alone when we have these moments. And you know what else? Jesus knew that Martha was going to react this way. He knew her just like he knew that Lazarus had died or he was going to die and he would have been dead by the time he got back. He knew Martha He knew she would react this way and he still did what was best for her. And even though he knew she wasn't going to like it, he still waited the two days. So the question is, why did he wait so long? And even if he knew he was going to resurrect Lazarus, why would he put Martha and Mary through that, the agony of grief, for one second longer than he had to? It's what was best for them. The kind of love he had for them was what was best for them. And not just for them, but for us. See, even now, there's a Jewish belief that after death, the soul does not leave the body right away. In fact, the Jews believe that the soul of someone hovers over the body for a period of three days. And in some cases, they believed that a resurrection might even be possible during that three-day period. But by the fourth day the decay starts to set in and any hope that someone had of still being alive or them coming back, it was gone by day four. And some would say that day four is the day that hope is gone. You get it? Jesus waited until the fourth day so that his glory would be manifested in such a way that no one would doubt it. It was the timing that would allow for the most people to come to faith in him. And remember where they were. We talked about this in Bethany, the place for the poor, the vulnerable, the sick. It was a place that needed hope. Martha knew how long it would take to get from where Jesus was to where Lazarus was. And in her mind, he was too late. And maybe she even felt that if he got there within the first three days, he could resurrect her brother. So even though we see her respond with these words of faith, you have to wonder what was going on inside of her heart. And now I have to wonder what's going on inside of yours. Waiting on Jesus can seem offensive to us. but There's a reason. And if you've ever thought, what's taking so long while you're waiting on Jesus for your miracle? I want you to realize that because he loves us, he moves in his timing. He loved them. So he stayed where he was for two more days. Because he loved them, he waited. When this happens in my own life, I tend to justify this faulty thinking I have. Because if Jesus loves me, he should move in my timing, right? But because he loves us, he moves in his timing. Is there something in your life, even now, that you need to trust him with? An area where you think he should have moved already and something died while you're waiting on him. And an area that you're questioning what is taking so long. I want to encourage you to deal with the posture of your heart right now and think about it in terms of, of agapo, the kind of love that does what's best for us. And listen, I know this is tough and I know that you have thoughts that you probably don't even want to write down or admit to anybody, but I want you to be ready for what comes next as we continue to study these passages of scripture. It's time to surrender that thing. And he's listening and he's ready. Father God, I pray for my friends right now that whatever is on their heart, the heaviness that they're feeling right now, the thing that they're waiting for, the thing that they feel that has died while they're waiting on you, Lord God, would you intercede on their behalf and help them to let go and surrender that thing to you right now, God. God, I pray that you would overwhelm my friends with this agapeo or agapo kind of love that helps them to know that you act on their best behalf because you love us. Lord, God, I thank you for the protection that is in the waiting. Even if we can't understand it, and even if we don't understand it this side of heaven, God, thank you that you are a good, good father. And you act on what's good and best on our behalf. God, I pray that you would be with my friends today, that you would overwhelm them with with your love for them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, we'll talk tomorrow.